This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Brought to you by the SoFi Daily Podcast. Reaching financial independence starts with having the right information. Every weekday morning, SoFi keeps you up to date with important business news, stock market happenings, and how they affect your financial life. Search for SoFi, S-O-F-I, wherever you get your podcasts. Respect the hustle, not the stupidity. By Danny Crichton. Yes, the media effing gorged on the Quibi story yesterday. We did, they did, everyone did. And really, truly, how could anyone not? Nearly $2 billion came in, with $350 million heading back, a star-studded lineup of executives and production teams, an absolutely massive advertising campaign, and a PR strategy that all but begged the sun to melt Icarus's wings. Our collective exhalation on the complete clusterfuck that was Quibi, though, leads to a legitimate and interesting question. Are we obnoxiously attacking a good-faith failure? Wasn't Quibi a bet just like every other startup? A bet that just happened to fail? A16Z's general partner, Andrew Chen, put it vividly on Twitter, saying, It's gross and lauding the entrepreneurial challenge of building a startup. All the people rushing to their keyboards to type in their I told you so hot takes on Quibi, it's gross. Building a company is hard. Why celebrate a fail? Go build something instead of using your energy to let Twitter know how smart you are and say the consensus thing, Chen wrote. I understand this view deeply. In fact, all of us at TechCrunch understand this. One of the things that we pride ourselves on here is respecting the hustle. We know how hard it is to launch a startup. As a team, we collectively talk to thousands of founders every year, and we hear the heartbreaking stories and the downright trauma at times that comes with building a company. Occasionally, and yes, we focus most of our reporting here, we hear about the wins and successes too. Let's be honest, most startups fail. Most ideas turn out wrong. Most entrepreneurs are never going to make it. That doesn't mean no one should build a startup or pursue their passions and dreams. When success happens, we like to talk about it, report on it, and try to explain why it happens, because ultimately, more entrepreneurial success is good for all of us and helps to drive progress in our world. But let's also be clear that there are bad ideas, and then there are flagrantly bad ideas with billions in funding from smart people who otherwise should know better. Quibi wasn't the spark of the proverbial college dropout with a passion for entertainment trying to invent a new format for mobile phones with ramen money from friends and family. Quibi was run by two of the most powerful and influential executives in the United States today who raised more money for their project than other female founders have raised collectively this year. 
Chen makes an important point that many obvious ideas in tech started as dumb ideas. That's true. In fact, the history of technology is littered with examples of ideas that investors and the press thought were either dumb or impossible to build, which is a more polite way to say dumb. Chen put it this way, For everyone who quote-unquote obviously knows when they see a bad idea in tech, everyone citing Quibi today, here's a thread for you. The Dumb Idea Paradox. Why great ideas often start out by sounding dumb. Why do supposedly dumb ideas turn out to be smart? Part of the reason is that what starts out as dumb slowly iterates into something that is very smart. Facebook was just a Facebook for checking out your classmates on college campuses. If it had ended up there and withered away like many other social networks before it, we might well have put it in the waste bin of history. But Zuckerberg and his crew iterated, adding features like photos, a feed, messaging, and more with an extreme focus on growth that made the product so much more than when it started. We've seen this pattern again and again throughout time. Founders get feedback from users, they iterate, they pivot, they try new things, and slowly but surely they start to migrate from what might have been a very raw concept to something much more ready to compete in the ferocious marketplace of business and consumer attention today. This was never the story with Quibi. There was never an iteration of the product or a long-range plan to assiduously cultivate users and talent as the company found traction while carefully husbanding its capital for the inevitable tough moments in the growth of any company. Yes, we in the commentariat do make mistakes, but analysts weren't dumb in pointing out all of Quibi's glaring red-alert flaws. Those analysts were smart. They were right. They might not be right next time, of course. No analyst should get too overconfident in their predictions. But at the same time, we shouldn't just collectively throw up our hands and declare every idea that comes our way a brilliant gift from the heavens. Most ideas are dumb, and we and everyone else have every right to point that out. So respect the hustle. Don't kick a hardworking entrepreneur down who's just trying to get their project out there and show it to the world. But that doesn't mean you can't call out stupid when you see it. The best entrepreneurs know that even at its most vituperative, critical feedback is the necessary ingredient to startup success. Lauding everyone lauds no one. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.